Well, hi there. I'm Josh Shellage, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm podcasting to you from my adopted hometown of Orlando, Florida. Now, I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and that guy that turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities with UpEndPR.com. I love what I do, and I can't wait to introduce you to my guests today. So that's why in today's episode, I'll have... Why changing banks is so stupid easy, you need to stop avoiding it, especially if you don't really care for your current bank, and a lot of us are in that bucket. I'm going to have a quick interview with my friends over at USAA. We're going to talk about changing banks, and I've been sharing a couple of vacation interviews with you. I interviewed uh, folks over at Cedar Point, uh, Ohio. That's over in Sandusky. So if you've ever wanted to go to the most amazing roller coaster theme park on the planet, please listen to my interview from two episodes ago. And then my last episode, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was another amazing experience. And in this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about Niagara Falls. And I'll share with you my interview and experiences about Niagara Falls. And then also want to review some big changes that we just made to our Savings Angel website and uh, what and how this impacts you. So let's get right to saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. Now, I'm not going to say who my old bank was, but man, it took me forever to break up with them. And I kept asking myself, why? 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 What was the holdup? And I really want to get to this thesis that changing banks is so stupid easy, you really need to stop avoiding it. Now, in days gone by, changing banks was nearly unheard of, mainly because it was complicated. It's pretty much going to be a nightmare. Now, typically, people change banks only when they move to an area where their bank was no longer accessible and they had little choice. But that isn't the way things are anymore. So why do people still put off changing banks when they could be saving money on fees by doing so? I believe the biggest reason is the perception that changing banks is still difficult. It's time-consuming and, frankly, nerve-wracking. In today's financial world, we've traded the checkbook for automatic bill pay, direct deposit, and numerous cards and transactions connected to our bank account, which, I mean, they're all fantastic and time and money savers, but it also makes people hesitant to change banks. Now, what if you forgot to move a payment over to your new bank? What if you accidentally overdraw your your old account because you forgot about a payment you had set up? Now, these are all concerns I hope to calm because now changing banks, again, is so silly easy. I'm not going to say stupid anymore because I don't like it when my kids say that. <laughs> um, but you really do need to avoid it. So if you're fed up with your bank, now the following steps I'm about to share are likely all you're going to need to enjoy a change. Step one, change your perception. Now, banks have made themselves so flexible and easy to work with these days, offering everything from robust online options and websites to easy-to-access phone help to in-branch personalized service. Most banks would be happy to bring you on as a new customer and will likely hold your hand every step of the way. You're not alone here. 
Step two, consider a bank with some very smart technology for moving things over. Now, I recently switched my banking to USAA. Uh, I also set up uh, an account for my 14-year-old who wanted to have a checking account. Um, He had gotten some gifts uh, for his uh, eighth grade graduation, and uh, so he wanted to put that money in the bank, and we opened that up for him as well. So I was able to do nearly everything on USAA's phone app within 15 minutes. Now you're going to hear a conversation where this was this conversation, and, and this is just in a little bit, uh, where the conversation was shortly before I set all this up. So um, you'll actually hear my conversation with USAA as we kind of talk about, and they kind of lead me through the process. Now the migration. It's all done through a simple in-app interview process. So they just the app just like asks you like normal human questions. You answer the questions and everything gets done. So if your new bank has this feature, you can likely breeze through the next steps I'm about to share. Step three, determining what you have running. Now, this is not as frightening nor as time-consuming as it sounds. Banks offer the ability to view your statements online, and you simply skim through the past two to three months or so and note recurring payments. Now, again, some banks like USAA will even pull this information for you during the transition process over to them to help you identify recurring payments. Step four, moving your paycheck slash direct deposit. Now, again, to make this step easier, see if your new bank will send a request on your behalf rather than your need to manually submit a form at your HR. Step five, moving additional money. You can determine when and how much of your money from your old account is moved to the new account. Step six, handling automatic payments. So now is the time to refer to your list of automatic payments you made in step two because you identified them already All you need to do now is just refer to the biller's name, your account number, and the recurring or one-time amounts, and quickly set them up in your new bank's bill pay system. Now, this process typically takes just a few minutes per bill, as systems are designed to automatically help you along in the process. Step seven, reassigning membership payments. Now, payments that you have set up monthly, quarterly, yearly, however often, need to be moved over to your new account. By referring to your recurring list, you'll have a good start. Now, in addition to that, thinking through things you use all the time, like Netflix, app memberships, and the like, make a list and begin to move those over as soon as you have your new bank account number and funds to cover it. Never move all your money from your old account until you're positive you've moved everything. Now, how is this easy these days? Mobile banking. You can do all of this right from your phone or computer in just a few minutes per account. Step eight, order you some new checks. The old I'll need new checks barrier to changing banks is even easier. Yeah, you're still going to need to make sure that you leave enough money in your old account to cover any outstanding checks. Uh, Getting new checks is easier and less expensive than it used to be. Uh, I do have accounts that I don't even bother with checks. I just do everything through bill pay um, for one of my businesses um, for up NPR. I don't don't even bother with a like I don't have checks. Um, I just do everything through bill pay. And so far, you know, maybe it's an extra step where I have to go online and have the bill sent when someone's like, hey, can you pay me right now? Uh, I say, yeah, no problem, but I'm going to do bill pay so you get it in a few days. So uh, that's happened to me before, but that might be the case. I mean, you might be able to get away with using no checks at all. Um, but anyway, if you do want paper checks, you can order them right online through your new bank or through a reputable online check service. Now, discounts on new checks are plentiful too. Check out 
Swagbucks. Go to savingsangel.com forward slash swagbucks and you'll find coupon codes to pocket you some savings. Step nine, close your old account. Close it down. Gone are the days of having to show up at your old bank in person to close an account. Once you've completely emptied your old account, either by having your last written check post or moving your last remaining dollars, generally, you can just call your old bank and request the account to be fully closed immediately. Now, this can go a long way to avoiding any automatic payments that you may have forgotten about overdrawing the account. You don't want that to happen. The company trying to draw will just simply receive a rejection. Uh, Then you'll get a notice from them so that you can get them squared away with your new banking information. So there you go. That's it. Uh, That's all you got to do. It really, it's not that hard. You can do this uh, maybe within a half hour, and then you don't have to deal with that junky old bank that you're tired of using. The one that's charged you those outrageous fees or their technology is just kind of like old school. Man, it's time to kick them to the curb, transfer to a new bank. And when you're using a bank that you love, you know what? That is certainly a part of living abundantly. All right, so I've got I've got a team with us right now uh, from USA, my good friends over at USA, uh, who I am a proud member of. Uh, we actually wrangled together a, a team of, of of minds to kind of talk about changing banks and how USAA uh, actually handles this because it's an interesting subject and it's one that is attached to life events and it's a major one and i think that there are a lot of people that you know when they think about oh my gosh you know i'm getting married or we're moving and we have to change banks it can be kind of scary because i think our lives you know, our financial lives can sometimes be a little complicated um and so it's nice to know that technology has evolved with the number of uh, banking transactions that we may be doing that may feel fairly complicated as well. And I'm really excited to kind of share how USA does this, because I know that uh, changing bank scenario is likely going to happen in my life sometime in the near future. It's going to happen with other people who are listening to this conversation. So I'm grateful to have Jonathan and Cisco and Annette, and they are all with the Changing Banks side of USA, experience owners. And Jonathan, you're the accountable executive. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, I'd love to start off, uh, as I always do, anytime that I have USAA on the program, in just kind of sharing who USAA is and who is USAA for. So I think USAA, um, first and foremost, uh, is a financial institution um, that focuses on banking and insurance needs, primarily for our military members and their families. Um, so we are absolutely geared toward and started uh, in 1922 for the military and by the military um, as an insurance company. We also have uh, one of the largest uh, banks in the United States now who is focused on helping their military and their financial security. And so who could qualify then to become a member of USAA? So on um, that one, I'll go ahead and take that. Um, Right now, we actually have it open to all enlisted in veterans and their family members, Um, family members going downwards. So uh, their dependents, children, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, and I actually, so that differentiation, just so someone's clear, as I understand it, so if your father or your grandfather served in the military, was a member of USAA, that makes you eligible. Is that, am I, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. All right, good deal. In terms of now, if someone is uh, if someone is banking now, I know that a lot of active duty military families love banking with USA because it kind of fits that lifestyle. Now, if someone is in that position where they need to uh, change their bank, maybe they were um, stationed one place and for whatever reason, um, they were at a, uh, maybe they just decided to bank with a local bank some time ago, and now they're getting ready to um, transition. Uh, what, well, let me ask you this before I get into that. What are the life events that you see typically lead toward someone wanting to change how they do their banking? I think you hit on it uh, as you were opening up. So primarily a a move, whether it is a move because of a job or if you're in the military, if you were PCS or TDY, you know, you you have to have access to your financial institution. So we see a lot come through that that particular life event. Additional life events include um, marriage, birth, uh, new jobs, uh, separation, divorce, Uh, as our military members are separating from the military and making the transition from the military lifestyle into the civilian world, it it comes time to always open up that portfolio and make sure that your finances are in order. And a lot of times we see a lot of transition when those life events occur. And so now then talking about actually changing banks, it's going to be a nightmare, right? No. (laughs) I'm saying that tongue in cheek. I I knew you were going to say no to that. (laughs) And look, I'll be honest, you know, from as from my perspective, like that's what I feel like it's going to be because I have, you know, electronic deposits. I've got electronic debits. I've got subscriptions. Oh, my gosh. If I if I transition banks and I've got, um, you know, maybe I don't have a huge balance and a debit happens on my old bank. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to experience all these fees now. I mean, all this stuff feels kind of scary. Right. And and I think that's the perception of most people. Um, That's why we as a team came together to figure out how do we make this experience simple and enjoyable for the member and uh, to make it at their, at their, uh, meeting them at their need, right? Uh, We want to make sure that when the member comes in to change banks, that they control that experience and it can be done all within one day or it can be done over months. It's all up to the member and where they're at with that life event that's happening. All right. So I, I'm, I'm very eager to, to ask you this. And it's how does it all work then? So the changing banks experience starts, let's just say, at the life event. Uh, the experience itself resides on both mobile and our dot-com platforms. So when the member is ready to walk through the changing banks experience, what we do is we ask a couple of setup questions to make sure we understand their current position or their financial situation, what they're looking to do and kind of why they're looking to do it. And so first thing we do is sync up some information with the current bank that they have and USAA. What we do from there is we pull some of that information and guide them along the process. So the first step within changing banks is what most members are looking to move, which is their direct deposit. So from their employer to their USAA checking or savings account. What we do from there is 
we provide them the opportunity to move that direct deposit through one of two channels. So for military members that get paid through DFAS, what we do is facilitate that experience through the DFAS MyPay system and help them with some cool technological advancements or updates that we've done where we take the information from their account and pre-fill it into the DFAS MyPay system. At that point, once they submit, we follow up with a member by notifying them when we receive their direct deposit. All of this is happening while you're logged into your USAA account, which is different from today. Today, you've got a lot of experiences around, hey, I need you to go here and do this, and when you're done, then come back. So we're removing that friction and making it all one seamless experience. If the member is a civilian, then what we're looking to do is capture as much information about your employer and provide you the opportunity to send that direct deposit form directly to the employer. How? As long as you provide us with a valid email address, we'll send that directly to them. Again, removing that friction. So we don't set the expectation of, I need you to go contact your employer, here's the information you need to put on the form and turn it in at your convenience. Again, we're removing that friction and speeding up that time to help you really gain the benefits of your USAA checking or savings account. The second element that we move into after you're done with your direct deposit is transferring money. So the second fear that many members have is, okay, you've got my direct deposit set up. I know it's going to take some time, but what do I do in the interim? I've got an account or shell of an account that may or may not have funds. What we do is excuse me, facilitate the connectivity between your old account and your new account. So that way, if you're ready to move some money, whether it's a couple dollars or a couple hundred dollars, it's at your leisure. You know, you tell us how much, when, and where you want to move it to. The last portion of it is, to your point that you had made earlier, is you've got a lot of debits coming out of the account or subscriptions coming out of the account. We would like to leverage that same technology, the bill pay services, and move them over to your new account. How do we do that? Well, we take a look at some of the transactions that you've made over the past 45 days, and we present them to you. We say, here's what we see. You tell us what you'd like to start paying out of your USAA account. What we do from there is we set up a checklist for you, and we provide it to you within that experience and also save that information for you. And the reason we save it is because when we save it, we email it to you so you can go out and retrieve your account numbers and your biller's address. So you're telling us where we need to send this money to on your behalf. When you capture all of that information, then we assist you in entering the billers into the bill pay system. And at that time, you can choose, do I want to pay them once or do I want to set them up as a recurring payment? So again, removing that friction so we don't have to continuously set up a reminder to say, hey, today's the day I've got to pay my electricity or today's the day I've got to pay my mortgage. If you're accustomed to paying your mortgage on the first of every month, we can assist you with setting up that recurring payment for your mortgage on the first of every month. And at that point, you've, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, gosh, you know, I was going to ask, um, and, and I'll let you finish your thought too, um, before you answer this, but you know, my, initially I was thinking I was going to ask you, 
Um, what does, you know, oh my goodness, before I even begin this process, I'm probably going to need to do a lot of stuff beforehand, but it doesn't sound like that that's really necessary because the process of the changing banks process now today pretty much tells you what you need to do in real time as opposed to, okay, it's time to, you know, go through all your old banking records and find out all of this information. You know, it's just, it sounds like the changing banks experience kind of handles that for you. It is absolutely two-way dialogue, 100% of the way through. So as a member, the member tells us a little bit more about themselves, and we tell them a little bit more about the changing bank's experience. At that point of the conversation, the member there then makes a decision. To, am I ready to move my direct deposit? If I am, then we start that conversation around direct deposit. Same with moving the money or paying their bills. So you are absolutely right. It is a two-way conversation of how we help facilitate from end to end while removing a lot of that cognitive load. And to add to that, it's the two-way conversation happening real time, just like you said. As they're going through it and giving us information, we're coming right back and telling them what we can do for them. So it's happening real time, just as you mentioned. Now, you may not be able to answer this. I'm going to ask anyway, and you can you can defer if you need to. But um, in terms of innovation, it feels like um, th- this is a, a unique or new experience for me. So again, you may not know what other banks are doing or can speak to that, but this does feel like a new experience that I've, I've really never heard of before. Is, is USA blazing new ground here? I think the answer is absolutely. So uh, obviously I can't speak to uh, other institutions and companies, but I can tell you that we've done our research, um, our competitive research as well. And the most, and I'll use uh, air quotes here, robust solution we've seen for any kind of changing banks is literally someone giving a checklist saying, go change your direct deposit with your employer, remove your money and tier your account numbers. So that is about the most robust. So I would absolutely venture to say we are uh, first in industry to provide a a solution and experience like this. And it's all member-centric. As as Cisco was stating a minute ago, we're having that two-way conversation. This is about them and what they need. And we want to be there to not only facilitate that, but advise uh, when asked. So I I think we absolutely are leading the way in the, the changing banks experience. Why is USA doing this first? And why, why, is there is there something? And obviously, I'm kind of this is kind of a softball here, but you know, I think you have a unique audience, um, and the changing bank experience is probably pretty necessary based on y- your typical uh, member. Absolutely, um, it, you know, we we started when we first started this experience with the military member in mind. Um, we know they have unique needs. That's why this experience is also on mobile. So you can do everything you can on .com that you can do on mobile and vice versa. So it really comes down to what do our members need? What are they asking for? How can we help them in their daily lives with these life events and changing their bank? I would add on to that, um, and it definitely stems from member feedback. We listened to what our members were telling us, and this was one of those things you know, give me a solution that makes it easy for me. Um, hold my hand through it so that I make sure I'm getting everything done right. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we listen to our members and we're taking that member feedback and putting it into action. 
you know, last year I had the opportunity to actually visit USA's campus and the uh, one area I think everybody's always really impressed with. Um, there were a couple of other military uh, bloggers, personal finance bloggers and, and podcasters that I was with. And um, the USA Labs uh, is it's every bit as like kind of like Muppets, uh, you know, Bunsen and Beaker. And, you know, they're just like all this uh, <laughs> cool stuff that's being innovated and created there. Um, USA kind of has a reputation for Developing a lot of technologies first, and I know that's a little bit outside of this conversation, um, but but uh, you know that's why I'm I'm a very proud member. Is not only do I get very you know very great customer service on on all lines of service that I have, but um, it, it just seems like we get to experience new technology before uh, other institutions make them available. So it seems like kind of like a core philosophy that we're really focused on R and D at USAA. We we are. I would agree with that. I think it really stems to Annette's point of what are our members telling us they need and what are their wants and how can we best facilitate that? And we know we have to be innovative and try new things and really meet them where they're at. You know, the, the whole uh, deposit amount, being able to take a picture of a check and having it be in your bank account the same day or immediately in some cases, um, we created that. We have the patent for that. And that was solely because we have so many military members that aren't next to a bank, that are TDY, that are deployed, that are PCS, whatever the case is, that need to deposit a check and can't get into a financial institution. So that is absolutely an innovation that came from member need. I would say changing banks is along those same lines. You know, it's so funny because that's that's commonplace now. Like a lot of people do that when it comes to they don't have to go to the bank to deposit a check. They just use their mobile app and they take a picture and boom, it's deposited. And I was like, USA created that. And that's <laughs> it's pretty exciting to to be able to experience a lot of these things um, before anybody else. How can people uh, take a look at this, whether or not they're a member of USA? How can people experience the USA Changing Banks experience? How can they get started in the process? And again, experience something that's beyond just a sheet of paper that says, okay, now you got to gather all this. Like, how can people see this for themselves? So for the those that are members, if they log on to the mobile or .com, um, right now, it is available to most of the members already that have an existing checking account. Um, there are some banners there on the sites that will show the member the changing banks option. Um, and you can find it in the uh, more services um, at the bottom of the account page itself. Uh, for those that are not members yet, um, there is an FAQ page that is out there on .com that will give them some information to tell them a little bit of what it's about. And then once they become members, they'll have access to it. Great, great. Good deal. Well, Jonathan and Annette and Cisco with USA, you guys are at the helm of the experience that, that members have in, uh, in banking with, with USA. Uh, I want to thank you so much for kind of unveiling to our audience this kind of, I mean, really amazing technology. I mean, this is really groundbreaking stuff in, in terms of um, innovations in banking. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Now, I want to thank the team over at USAA for this conversation, and I hope this was helpful and just kind of, again, uh, you know, giving you power to know that you should never be held hostage to a bank that you don't like. And so you have all the information you need now at your side, ready to do this. Um, and again, thank you so much to USAA for sponsoring this session in this podcast episode. I, I really do love USAA. Um, and in fact, one other uh, bonus that I got was that... Um, when you're a member of USAA, and again, this is if you qualify, if you know someone who qualifies, this was awesome. Uh, I actually just flew up to Michigan uh, for 4th of July. So it was just my daughter and I. So we flew up there on a Legion Air, got a really great deal. Uh, but man, you talk about no frills and you got to, you know, you can, you got to pay extra for everything. Um so you got uh, you get you can bring a backpack or something like a laptop bag that'll fit under the seat, and that's all you get. If you want to use the overhead bin, you got to pay extra for that. And in fact, the uh, the stewardess walked down the aisle and she's like, "Hey, you want anything to drink?" I said, "Yeah, a little cup of water would be cool." And so she hands me a cup of ice, and then she also hands me a bottle of Dasani water. I was like, "Hey, wow, fancy!" And then she's like, "Oh, that'll be two dollars." And you know, look, I, I want to let you know that I'm like not a super cheap person. Like I really, really love knowing how to work stuff. Like I love getting upgrades. I love getting discounts, but I'm not cheap. But honestly, I wasn't that thirsty and I'm not going to pay $2 for a bottle of water. So if you're ever in that position where somebody does that old kind of, they don't tell you the price and just kind of put it in your hand and they're like, okay, now you got to pay me $2. Don't be afraid to give the water back. And I, in fact, did. I said, no, oh, I didn't know that. No, thank you. And I just handed it back. No harm, no foul. Anyway, uh, it, it did get a super inexpensive round trip flight. Um, but oh, what I was going to share was that, um, so we had booked a rental car on using Hotwire, which got a great deal on that. And then uh, when I showed up, I mentioned to the um, gal who was helping me out at the counter uh, that, that I'm a member of USAA. And she goes, oh, well, we've got a discount for USAA members. You can have any car you want on the lot for an extra $16 a day. So this is where I say, um, this would be an example where I'm not always cheap because I thought, oh man, any car for $16? Okay, it's it's a little bit of a splurge, but hey, that's just eight bottles of water on a Legion Air, so why not? Uh, so I said, well, why don't you just pick something for me, pick something fun for me? And so she goes, oh, I got something for you. And so we go out and we look and it's a it's a Camaro SS, which that car has a lot of power. doesn't have a lot of visibility in it, but man, that was fun to drive. So again, another thank you I want to give to uh, USAA and uh, to uh, Budget Rent-A-Car also who uh, worked out the uh, discount, which was pretty sweet. Before getting to my interview with Angela Birdie about Niagara Falls, I want to remind you to take advantage of all the deals available over at Swagbucks. Now, whether you're just out and about at home or taking off on vacation, I highly recommend you check uh, savingsangel.com forward slash swagbucks for all of the money-saving opportunities you can grab. You should not be paying full retail price for anything. There are discounts on pretty much everything you spend your money on. I just want to make sure you get it. And when, when you're using swagbucks, you get savings on top of savings because not only do you get the discount or the coupon code, but you also get cash back just for using Swagbucks. So that's why we're big fans of Swagbucks over at Savings Angel. 
So we're with Angela Birdie, who's the Public Affairs Director for the New York State Parks here in Niagara, and Andrea Zopp, who's the Communications Director with Destination Niagara USA. What a great place for families. Am I right? Absolutely. Definitely, I would say. The best. Yeah. Orlando's great. Yeah, <laughs> but Niagara Falls is a natural world wonder, and it's a super awesome place to bring families. Yeah. I mean, it's affordable, and it's um, in the middle of a whole lot of different things to do. So we we think we're pretty cool for families. Yeah. So I mean, it's absolutely amazing, and it's it's fascinating. So forty five years old. I don't mind sharing. Uh, this was my first time ever seeing Niagara Falls, and. Really, if it's one of those things that you haven't, you know, checked off your bucket list or you just you haven't been to the falls, you you just have to experience it. And I think one thing that's really great for those who are looking for a great uh, vacation plan and are trying to budget everything, you can pretty much do it all for forty five dollars. I'm wondering if you could kind of explain how the Discovery Pass works, because I'll admit there's a little bit of confusion online when you start searching for, okay, well, how do I figure out these tickets? Um, Just simply because there are a lot of tour operators who, again, they're going to offer maybe a different experience. But if you just want to go to the state park, uh, there's really this bundled experience that is just really economical. It's going to keep you really, really busy and um, is absolutely going to fit the family budget. Yeah, I mean, the the neat thing about Niagara Falls is, yes, you can come here and see the water for absolutely free. There's no cost to walk into Mm -hmm. the park. There's no gate. Come in, watch the water fall over a cliff. Um, However, if you choose to spend some time here in our destination, um, the Discovery Pass is a product that we sell in the park. I would advise buying it in the park to save your transaction fees. Um, and it provides ad- admission to all of the attraction, the paid attractions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone knows the Maid of the Mist is that boat that sails around in the basin that's included. Cave of the Winds is sort of the unsung hero, I think, of mm. the experience oh, here. Goodness. You stand literally under the falls and it, yeah. it, it rains down on you. So that's pretty cool. Um, we have a trolley system that works within the park. There's a movie, there's an aquarium, there's a discovery center. So there's at least, I think, two good full days of activities yeah. for $45 for adults in um, 38 for kids. So it's, mm. you know, you can't beat that. It's a definite, it's a savings of about 30% off of the a la carte rates. So we advise people to use the Discovery Pass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so just to review, um, a lot of people like to make plans online ahead of time. But uh, And I would recommend this too. Don't buy your Discovery Pass until you just, just show up. Yeah. And, and you're not going to sell out, right? We never sell out. There's no, and you know, we're working on trying to get a little more visitor friendly. We'll be having some time ticketing next year, mm-hmm. things like that, that people are used to when they go to attractions. But right now, um, we are pretty low maintenance. We buy, you know, you buy your tickets right here in the park. The Discovery Pass is available in the park. For official information about our park specifically, it's www.niagarafallsstatepark.com. NiagaraFallsStatePark.com. And I'm wondering if, uh, Angela, you can kind of explain I think particularly in Made of the Mist and then the Cave of the Winds, exactly what people experience. Like, how does it work? Yeah. Made of the Mist is simply, and not simply, it's pretty spectacular. It's a boat <laughs> that um, you sail into the basin of the Horseshoe Falls, which if you all know the falls, it's the big round one that looks like a horseshoe. And on any given day, there's just mist and water, and it's just the most spectacular experience. Rainbows, Rainbows mm-hmm. and seagulls, and, you know, it's you're literally in the midst of it. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Um, so that's something that's iconic. It's the blue raincoats that everybody knows. You know, Princess Diana rode on the boat. All the celebrities come, they ride on the boat. Yeah. Um, in addition to that here, we also have something called the Cave of the Winds. It's not a cave. People kind of freak out. They don't like mm. caves. It's actually a series of decks that are built each season, actually, mm-hmm. because we get so much ice in the Niagara River. We have a crew that disassembles these wooden decks and rebuilds them every year. And it's basically you walk down into the Niagara Gorge and you walk back up to the brink of the falls where mm-hmm. it collapses down onto the rocks and... You're in the gorge, you're in the water, you're in the river. It's, you're just, it's, it, here at Niagara Falls, USA, we are immersed in the nature of the falls. Yeah. You know, a lot of people here in Western New York say, oh, go to Canada, it's better. They have a wonderful view because they're looking at us, you know. But here we, we, uh, <laughs> we get you right next to it all and you feel yeah. it and you're immersed in it. And that's what I think makes us special. Yeah. Canada's wonderful, truly, but um, here, if you're looking for that really up close and personal experience, this uh-huh. is the place to be. Well, I think the one thing that's really wonderful is that, uh, you know, and again, I, I can't speak for Canada because I haven't been there. We, My daughter just turned 18. It was going to be impossible for us to get, uh, you know, travel accommodations or t- travel things taken care of to get passports. Um, but, I, you know, for being here on the U.S. or the New York side, you know, there's so much nature and beauty, and we're a state park, not a casino necessarily, um, right on the water. So that was rather remarkable. Well, the thing, too, that's special about our park, it was, um, you know, we, we say it's designed by Frederick Law Olmsted. It was actually envisioned by him. He sort of came here at the request of, you know, the people back in the 1800s who said, this is a special place, we need to preserve it. Hey, Frederick, come on up and take a look. And he came and looked, and he said, this needs to be preserved, and this is what I envision, and this is what I think she'd do. Mm. And then he left, and he went on to bigger things like Central Park. And um, But we took his design theories and, and practice, and we're using them. And, you know, if you come here, you'll see, you won't see a ton of colored flowers. We use native plantings and, you know, tulips and, or, you know, begonias. Those are not native to Western mm-hmm. New York. So we do try to keep true to who we are and who we've always been. Yeah. Well, the state park is beautiful and it looks like there's a lot of construction that's being done as well for new phases of development. Um, can you give us a sneak preview of what that is? For the past five years, it seems like forever trying to work amongst it all, but we've been undergoing a $70 million restoration of the mm-hmm. park. You know, we get 8 million visitors a year. They tend to um, cause some wear and tear. So the governor of New York State, Andrew Cuomo, is good enough to see that this is a special place that needs to be sort of put the, the shine back on the jewel. And so he's invested $70 million wow. to do just that. We're in the final, final phase. The last thing that we're going to be finishing up later this year is the new Cave of the Winds experience. So we talked about the Cave of the Winds and down in the river, but up above now you'll be able to sort of go through an experience and learn more about why Niagara Falls is important in its place in the world. Power was created, alternating current was created here. Mm. Um, The idea of state parks was created here. So there's a lot of history that goes with why we're here. It's more than water Mm. falling over a cliff. Yeah. Andrea, I'm wondering if you could kind of share, I mean, Niagara Falls, the Niagara Falls area is actually more than just the falls. There's actually quite a lot to do here. I know my kids and I found a park yesterday that was so cool. You could play Connect Four and ping pong and chess. And I mean, these are really big. I'm not talking about, I mean, this is a big Connect Four. They had uh, the Lego board. This was really cool. What a really cool concept for a park. And and I'm wondering if you could share where was that that, that, that we stumbled upon and then also maybe share some of the other things that, um, families, especially families with children, can experience here. 
Sure. Uh, what, what you experienced was Old Falls Street. Uh, Old Falls Street is a block away from the Niagara Falls State Park, so it's, it's basically just a straight walk right out of the State Park. And Old Falls Street does a really fantastic job of, of keeping entertainment going all season long for families. So what you guys experienced with the games, they do a lot of live music, they do um, food trucks, they have different things going on all the time. Uh, so they, they've done a really fantastic job of, of you know, keeping people entertained while they're in the heart of downtown. Um, but to your point, what you said before, Niagara Falls is more than just the falls. And um, that's what we do here is try to help people build the rest of that trip. I always say it's it's kind of like um, that movie National Lampoon's Vacation where you saw when he went and looked at the Grand Canyon and he looks at it for a few seconds and then says, okay, let's go. You know, people wonder, well, if I go all the way there after I yeah. see the falls, what else is there to do? Is it worth taking a trip? Is it worth yeah. taking um, a few days or, or however many days you want with your family? The answer is absolutely. Um, this is a, a very expansive region. There are, there's uh, Old Fort Niagara, which is a 17th century fort that has um, original buildings, not reproductions. They do reenactments all season long, actually year-round. Uh, it's a fantastic place to visit. Uh, we also have a site on the Erie Canal, which is celebrating its 200th uh, anniversary this year. Uh, there's a boat ride there, and a uh, you can go spelunking in a cave, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty cool. Uh, we have jet boat rides. There is a series of um, seven or eight trails on the gorge uh the niagara gorge you can do the hiking trails and these are not difficult hikes you don't have to be an avid rock climber to do these if you can walk you can hike but it's really beautiful uh to experience those we have 22 wineries in niagara county um called the niagara wine trail they're all part of a series of um of of trail system um so there's just there's a lot to do there's a lot to do a lot of quaint little villages little towns where you can get great great restaurants great shops all of this can be planned on uh, on your trip. We also now have um, what's called the Discover Niagara Shuttle, which takes you on multiple stops from downtown Niagara Falls all the way out to Old Fort Niagara and Youngstown. You can hop on, hop off multiple locations in between. So you don't even need a car. Really, when you get here, you could leave your car at your, at your hotel and really never touch it again for the mm. rest of the time that you're visiting. All of this information, I know this is a lot, but you can uh, visit our website mm-hmm. at niagarafallsusa.com that helps you plan your entire trip from beginning to end. Yeah. So NiagaraFallsUSA.com. And then um, as far as, I I know Niagara Falls is known as being the kind of the honeymoon capital of the world. And so for just, uh, you know, for couples weekend getaway, um, this boy, what what an incredible destination as well. Now, I know you mentioned the wineries, but I I know there are also a number of really great restaurants here. Um, What else does Niagara Falls have to offer? Let's say it's mom and dad or a couple's getaway where they just want to be able to experience. I know my parents never took an official honeymoon after they got married, as sort of the story says. And they came here for an unofficial honeymoon like six, uh, about eight eight years later. Um, But I know it, it, it certainly has a lot to offer. Well, the nice thing about about Niagara Falls is it isn't just the traditional hotel chains that you that you mm. would expect. There's um there is a, a boutique hotel right in downtown Niagara Falls called the Giacomo, which is actually a really nice place for couples. That would be a great place for, um you know more of a romantic trip. Mm-hmm. It's right across the street from the Niagara Falls Culinary Institute, which has a wonderful little restaurant inside called Savor. It's a working kitchen with the students from the Culinary Institute and their teachers, um, and it's a lovely little place for a romantic dinner. And then you could walk right over to the falls. It's a block away from the entrance to the Niagara Falls State Park. Watch the fireworks at night over the falls. 
see the uh, see the falls illuminated. The lights are beautiful yeah. on the falls at night. Uh, so you can still find a really romantic uh, little getaway here in the falls without necessarily the fast-paced um, vacation aspect of it if you really didn't want it. Yeah. The Seneca Niagara Casino also has a full-service spa, which is, which is really wonderful if you wanted to do a couple's massage. That's just up the block from the Giacomo as well. Um, so there, there, and also the restaurants in uh, Lewiston, New York, the village of Lewiston, is a really quaint little historic village just about 10 miles away from Niagara Falls. Um, and there's a lot of really, really cute little restaurants there too that are nice places to tuck away and have a romantic dinner. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Okay. So Angela Birdie with the New York State Parks, you're the public affairs director, and Andrea Zopp, communications director with Destination Niagara USA. One more time on the website. So, so kind of a too long, I wait a minute, I, I missed some of that. Uh, it, just kind of share the websites real quick one more time, um, just for those who are getting ready to plan their Niagara Falls vacation. So for the park itself, it's www.niagarafallsstatepark.com. And we are www.niagarafallsusa.com. That is the the website for the entire destination uh, that allows you to plan your entire trip and your entire visit. Mm -hmm. I know one thing I was going to say this uh, afternoon. Um, So if someone is coming to the area uh, and they're like me and they're like, you know, we'd love to go, but it's like, you know, I I have this three-day weekend that, you know, because of work, you know, but it's like next week, I'm not going to have time for passports. We just don't have them. Like, that's okay. Like, there's going to be a lot for you to do uh, on the USA side. Absolutely. You are going to run out of time before you run out of things to do. So you do not need to go to Canada to fill your time and fill this trip. Also, for for your listeners who are in the greater Orlando area, Mm. um, Spirit Airlines and Allegiant Airlines also fly directly into the Niagara Falls Airport here in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, Spirit Airlines flies directly from the Orlando Airport. Allegiant is from the Sanford Airport. Uh, So it's very convenient on direct flights to get right here to Niagara Falls in an hour, less hour and a half uh, flight, two hours maybe max. It's yeah. it's quick and easy. You could fly in on Friday and fly out on Sunday afternoon if you really mm-hmm. wanted to. And um, we're, we're getting closer to the Orlando area than ever. Wow. So Spirit Airlines and Allegiant Air, so you can check out their websites and to find out uh, what the pricing is. But that's how wonderful that is, to get direct flight right up to Niagara. So this is, listen, this is a lovely place when we're in the heat of summer in Orlando. You can here or not, you know. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, so we're recording this, uh, you know, kind of uh, early, middle of June, and uh, the weather has been divine here. <laughs> so please, my, my, my Floridian friends, give yourselves a break. Come enjoy, uh, you know, summer the, the way that it's meant to be enjoyed. Or consider fall, too. Fall is really oh, beautiful gosh, here yes. as well. The foliage is gorgeous. Uh, like I said, that's a perfect time to visit the Niagara Wine Trail. So for those Floridians who are dying to see the leaves change, we're a great yep. place for that. Too. And we do get snow for Floridians who haven't seen snow. So it, it, we're, we're just perfect year round. It's almost like you, it's almost like you have four seasons. I don't know. Really <laughs> distinct, yeah. All right, thank you so much, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, so once again, if you haven't heard, I'm going to go over to the changes that you may have seen here on the Savings Angel website. Now, as you know, we've been in the business of helping thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Savings Angel fans save money each week through the countless number of store deals we've listed over the past decade. Coupon deals you can use at the grocery store. But the time has come that we need to say, 
goodbye, farewell, Avita saying adieu to you and you and you on the, all of the kind of the, the weekly coupon deals uh, over at Savings Angel. It's a bummer, um, but there's just really not the demand that there was, say, four, five, six years ago. And we really need to make sure that we're spending our time focused on the things that people really want. And so for us, we love tip strategies on saving money on all areas of life. Uh, we love working with really smart service providers that can also help you out. Um, we really love um, strategies for saving money on car payments to utilities to how you do your financial stuff. And that's what we're going to be looking out for you. I promise. We're going to work really, really hard at that because it's really important to us. Um, but if you want coupon deals, um, you could try Favado. That's an app that might be helpful for you. Um, but other than that, you know, really the best thing is I, I think that if you can just search a good, good coupon database, making making sure that you're, you know, you're buying your sale priced items, that's, that's going to be really, really important. And, you know, if you can find a match, if you can stack a deal, um, obviously that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I want to let you know that, um, you know, that it's been a great honor to do that work. Um, but I'm really excited about the work that we're going to be continuing to do on your behalf to teach you all of the tips, tricks, life hacks, etc., to get discounts, upgrades, and hookups on everything uh, that you're spending your money with already so that you can live more abundantly. <laughs> Now, if you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, if you could take a second, and it really, it won't take you more than like 30 seconds, maybe, just leave a uh, five-star review on iTunes. All you have to do is just go to savingsangel.com forward slash iTunes. That'll open it up, leave a review, and when you do that, automatically, it's like, boom, like it's magic, and 100 people, 100 more people at, at a minimum, just for you leaving, clicking that fifth star, will like see our podcast. So you are helping to share this message of abundance with more and more people. So as always, if you have any specific questions or something you'd like to hear me talk about, you can drop me a comment in the podcast feedback. Just write me on our Facebook group. That's totally cool too. Uh, or you can call my podcast hotline. The phone number is right now. You can write this down, 407-205-9250. Don't be scared. It's cool. You can leave a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on the show. With that, have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I love getting upgrades. I love getting discounts, but I'm not cheap. 